Welcome to Brandonites, a podcast in which we hear from people around Brandon, Manitoba, who are passionate about what they're up to. This podcast is brought to you by the Western Manitoba Regional Library. Today's guest is local painter Weiming Zhao. Happy listening. Welcome. Oh, uh, tell us a little bit about who you are. Okay. Um, I'm Weiming. My first name, last name is Zhao. And I lived in Brandon for 30 years. I moved to Brandon direct from China in 91. So to my surprise, I never left. So that's a long <laughs> life experience. And uh, I claim Brandon to be my hometown now. It's, um, but what made me decide to come to Canada as a whole is uh, quite a long story. Um, it's 91. Yes. That's uh, probably, um, and some people still remember the pro-democracy movement yes. in China. In, uh, it happened in Beijing, 89, and it was cracked down by, you know, uh, Chinese government. Um, that probably made me decide to leave China. Okay. Um, so it took me two years to make that happen. So in order to come to Canada, there was the only limited route to follow yes. in China at that time. Uh, you either moved here being sponsored by family member right. as an immigrant, or you came here as a student on a student visa. So I applied to all different universities yes. from coast to coast. And the Brandon University is, uh, was the first one to <laughs> accept me. So it's interesting when I got letter admission, I have no yes. idea where Brandon <laughs> is. Right. Never heard of the city, not even Winnipeg. Okay. So finally get a map of the United States showing okay. uh, strip of Canada along the border. That's there right. There I located it. I knew it was continental. I knew it would be cold in winter yes. and hot in summer. Right. So that's why I came directly from Shanghai, China to Brandon and then ne never left. When I came here, I left my wife and daughter okay. behind. So it took me five years to meet them again. Right. That was prior to internet age. Right. So there's no telephone, no internet contact. So every communication is based on written, right. regular letter. So I feel years. like there's a book that you could publish. <laughs> that five years was not an easy one. I'm it sure. was exciting. Um, most exciting time yeah. in my life because think of that leaving China at that time is very challenging it is not as easy as you thought yeah um, so um, moving to a new place you sense the tremendous 
opportunity and the freedom, yes. right, at that time. So it was very exciting to me, and it is also very sad for me because yeah. it's kind of a two stream of emotion. Um, on one hand, you suddenly see the new opportunity, sense of freedom yeah. and excitement of venturing to a new culture. And uh, on the other hand, you have a future, facing yes. a future of uncertainty, whether you will be ever to get your family here right. again. So. And is it quite different raising your family in Canada compared to raising a family in China? Well, there's... A, yeah. Quite a difference, yeah. right? But when I finally got my wife and daughter here, she was already seven, close okay. to seven years yeah. old. And uh, of course, I found it's actually easier mm -hmm. to raise a family in Canada okay. versus raising a family in China. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. Oh, wow. And is your daughter uh, still in Brandon or no? No, she's. Uh, over 30 now yeah. she's uh, she's been working as a pharmacist in okay. Edmonton for quite a few years so yeah. no one lives somewhere warm <laughs> <laughs> no no yeah and, uh, yeah then after I graduated from BU and started just pick you know whatever job yeah. is available to me and yes. then I worked two full-time jobs yeah. simultaneously and then, in the, after over 15 years of working full-time, both full-time job, in the early 2000, I decided to, you know, just engage myself mm -hmm. intellectually, emotionally. Yeah. And uh, so I started to do painting. Wonderful. And had you painted um, before? Yes, when I was a teenager back yeah. in China, I used to do a lot of art. And then I stopped when I was 19. Mm -hmm. The reason I stopped painting is because I decided to teach myself English. Well, that's a full-time job. Yeah, and uh, just imagine you are 19 years old, out of mm -hmm. high school, have yeah. no knowledge of yeah. English language, and deciding to teach yourself English. Right. It's, it's a huge project. And how did you do it? Because there was probably no Rosetta no, Stone. No, no Rosetta Stone. Not even... <laughs> no Duolingo. No Duolingo. Um, what, what makes things even more challenging is when I started to teach myself English, yes. I was living in the most isolated part of China. Okay. I, I, I grew up in the far northwestern China, okay. which is just 200 kilometers away from Russia. Okay. So... <laughs> And uh, when I started to teach myself English, there was no, absolutely zero resource. And there's no American television, no, so you're not, not watching even, American not movies, a single no person, music. No music, nothing. Right. So the only thing I got hold of was an English for, um, textbook for foreigners. So how do you know what it sounds like? That's right. I have to base on the description of the sound oh, in Chinese language. Okay. And I draw the diagram of the anatomy of the of the mouse okay. and the tongues where you wow. position what it sounds oh like so first year is just use my imagination to see if it is successful and at right. least i can do as i memorize the letters right? okay so after two years i start to read okay 
And the first book is Stevie Copperfield. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Might as well start with the yeah, British author. Yeah, it's, it's actually very challenging because no. at that time, the only English language resource is the yes. 19th century British literature, <laughs> oh. which is just an irony. I mean, I found it was extremely difficult, but yeah. exciting. Yes. Once I started to read, you know, the tale of the two cities, yes. and the, you know, like it was the David best of times Copperfield the, yeah. and Oliver Twist. Yes. And I couldn't stop. And just then it's move on to, you know, Charlotte Brontë's yeah. book. Oh, and wow. I read Jane Eyre yes. and then Emily, you know, Charlotte, Sisters book, yes. Wuthering Height, and then I moved on to Thomas Hardy. Okay, it's all nineteenth century, yeah. like uh, uh, Judy's Obscure yes. and the Far From Madden Crowd, yes. and uh, you know Tess of Deberville, yes. and uh, wow, yeah, all this book that I got so excited because nobody taught me English, right? Right. And then you found yourself being able to read this. It's not, it's quite an achievement. Right, and at yeah. least to me, I thought it was a huge achievement. And also at the same time, I tried, I invest my money buying a three shortwave radio, you know, semiconductor okay. radio yes. set. And so I can receive the international broadcasting okay. of a BBC yes. and a VOA, Voice okay. America. And then there's new horizon opening, right. so I can understand. So I don't have to be limited to the propaganda of the right. Chinese communist controlled wow. medium. So, yeah. So that's, that's uh, amazing. So of course, then after I moved here, yeah. English language resources no, there's no limit, right. right? And then I said, oh, I we should go back to painting again. So I start. And mm -hmm. I've, I mean, mm -hmm. so many of us in Brandon are familiar mm -hmm. with your work, but what do you <laughs> like to paint? I paint anything with light and color on okay. it. Okay. So and I, I think know. that's what attracts me to your work yeah, because yeah. you make everything look so beautiful. Like for me, who's new to Brandon, I'm like, yeah. oh, it's so gray here. Oh, it's okay. so dirty here right now because it's, you know, yeah, right yeah, now, yeah. as you and I are talking, it's March and things are melting and yeah, it's just yeah, blah. Yeah. And then I look at your work and I'm like, it's so joyful and full of color and light. Yeah. So yeah, but please, sorry to interrupt you. No, no problem. That's a good question. Because what attracted me is nothing like spectacular. You can tell that's just the every daily yep. view drawn to me just because certain time it will conjure up an image, a feeling or emotion. Yes. Like now, even the muddy slush of uh, snow, yes. and it got me excited because I suddenly see the reflection from the melting snow, right? Suddenly there's pool water, there's reflective blue sky. Yes. That's kind of a, make me excited. I paint, right? I paint. Yeah. It's just like a tribute to the daily life. Yeah. People probably don't even pay much attention. No, yeah, I don't yeah. think so. And yeah. I think you see color where I don't. Like to me, it's just it's a well, gray, barren landscape. And then I look at your art and I'm like, <laughs> look at, it's not just white snow when you paint. Well, it's because when you see that as a human being versus the camera, mm -hmm. you see, there's much more of the emotional, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, uh, from subjective, right? You can see more blue. I mean, 
more tinge of yes. uh, violet or anything. And uh, that's just uh, your human eye. But when you use a camera to take an image and uh, then look at it, and then you will say, okay, it's kind of disappointing because right. you remember when you see that, it's more intense. And then when it became a photo, it suddenly became very flat because mm -hmm. camera doesn't care what is more important, what's not important. Right. It's very right. uh, objective, but you human eyes are very selective. So you have that process. If you are a painter, even more, because when you see something that excites you, you want to paint it. There's only 20 or 30 minutes because light change. Oh, Suddenly, okay. you know, there's so many times I saw something, oh, I want to go there to paint. But once you got there, what attracted you first? The light, the color combination seems to be vanishing and then right. you said oh not to that. and then you looked around oh there's something <laughs> more exciting uh, uh, yeah. so you do a lot of landscape but yeah. some of you, my favorite pieces mm. of yours are when you capture the beauty of your wife in the everyday <laughs> how does well, she feel about she, being in your work <laughs> she she to be honest she felt sometimes she felt annoyed like oh, uh, sure? she doesn't want me to to paint her because she doesn't want to pose, right? right. Sometimes it's a, it's a, it's not easy. I wish I could have more people who would be willing to just stand still or be <laughs> posing <laughs> for sure. me. But uh, but she, she doesn't like it. She right. she is she's always busy. So but that's good because she never posed for me, and okay. then I have to capture her in a very spontaneous way. Right? Like just capture her doing something in the act of doing it and just record it in a few brushes stroke. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, she's happy, of course. <laughs> yeah. And so tomorrow, will you paint tomorrow? Will you get up tomorrow and look for the light and paint or well, no? Well, it's, it's not planned. I don't oh, okay. normally plan. It's always because I always have a few small easels. Okay. In my, in my, inside of my house. So oh, okay. if I got up, draw a curtain across yeah. and see something spectacular and I could just uh, brush away okay. the right way, right? Painting. Okay, so, yeah. Oh, wow. And mm. does the winter slow you down? Uh, no, actually sometimes I paint more in winter. Okay. Yeah, yeah, smaller size, but more frequent. I, I enjoy painting yeah. the winter landscape more. And is it still 30 minutes in the winter, or do you need to paint smaller and faster? Or? Yeah, 30 minutes is yeah. uh, for a smaller one, and uh, for a big one, and an hour and the two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So if people mm -hmm. are really excited about listening to you talk, and they decide they want to start painting, mm -hmm. what do they need to do? Just well, buy paint and an just easel? Buy go? Paint. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, Just try to paint what okay. you see. Okay. Okay, and don't pick anything too complicated, anything. Okay. Yeah. Just don't buy too many colors. Three. <laughs> okay, don't Three buy too many. Three primary colors. Three primary uh, colors. Plus white. Plus white. If you use oil. Okay. Yeah, that's... Most of my color I use are three. Okay. Three tubes of color plus white tubes okay. of color. So a four color is okay. my staple. I use occasionally... A other different color, but okay. most are uh, 
So red, yellow, blue, and white. White. Wow. I mix myself. I never buy green paint or orange. A brown color or something. Okay. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of very excited parents who are mm -hmm. going, wow. So it's not a mm. huge investment. No, no. I try to limit my, my palette to three primary colors. Yeah. And what do you like about oil paint? It's because it's very forgiving. Okay. Okay. Watercolor, if you do something wrong, it's unforgiving. You cannot change it. You cannot correct it. Okay. But with oil, you have the you know, uh, the opportunity just to change whatever, okay? If you don't like it, scrape it off and uh, repaint it. And also for me personally, that's the only medium that can survive winter. Oh, okay. okay. Watercolor <laughs> never works in the winter. Okay. Watercolor doesn't work even hot summer if too dry. Right. Acrylic works okay, but it also doesn't work in the winter at right. all. Okay, so only oil can okay. can survive all kinds of elements. Like it can be in the blizzard, right. it can survive hot summer. Okay. And, well, yeah, that's why. So when I go on vacation, mm -hmm. I like to buy fabric because I, mm -hmm. I like to work with fabric. When yeah. you go on vacation, do you take paint with you? Yes, I paint. I pack my a suitcase with always easel and yes. the color. And where are your favorite places in the world that aren't Brandon to paint? <laughs> well, Riding Mountain National Park. Yes. It's still part of the home and yeah. I thoroughly enjoy painting there all okay. through the year. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, well, wherever I go, yeah. I paint. I traveled to Mexico three yes. times. I painted there. I've been to uh, Maui for mm -hmm. wedding and uh, oh. I painted there. I went to England. Yeah, I painted right on the River Thames, oh. right across, um, right in the shadow of uh, Waterloo Bridge. Yes, I remember I tried to recite uh, Wordsworth's poem. Yes, and the painting, <laughs> and looking at. Uh, sunset oh, you know that uh, it's beautiful and also i traveled to the lake district uh, okay trip and uh, painted just a few feet away from wordsworth's tomb you wow. know wordsworth right? yes. he's a romantic british yeah. poet yeah, yeah. wonderful uh, uh, okay so. so where is all of your work is it in galleries and <laughs> people's homes at your well, home most, where is uh, it i just uh, littered almost littered every piece of the floor in okay my, in, under my roof and uh, some on the bed and the yes. laundry room yeah. my daughter's bedroom was totally gone given yeah. away to all the right my paintings yeah it's most mostly the home so I, I never organize it's just a, a disaster to look okay. at. Yeah, yeah. And you are self-taught. Mm -hmm. So, wow. Yeah, I, I taught myself um, English. Yes. I never went to school for that. I taught me how to paint yes. and draw. I never went to school wow. for that. Yeah, yeah. And do you share your knowledge with others? Well, I taught at art gallery okay. for quite a few years yes. and uh, adult painting class a yeah, yeah, few times yeah. and uh, i did give a uh, summer workshop and okay. riding mountain national park oh, sometimes yeah wonderful outdoor painting workshop yeah. 
And they have a great art gallery up there too, right? Yeah, it's seven or eight solo shows there. Oh, over, wow. Over years. Yeah, so you yeah. have a good relationship with them? Yes, it was Wasagaming Art Community Center. I, my first show there is 2004, and then every few years I. So. Went. Yeah. Is that that's four years after you started painting? Is that what you said you started painting in two thousand? Two thousand three. Oh my after gosh! One year I, wow. After one year, I got an offer for a solo exhibition yes. in the, the Wasagami. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. And did you, and you sold some of your art from that show? Yes, I I sold quite a few. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. Wonderful. And how does yeah. it feel? Like I I am happy to give my art away. I don't like to sell it because I don't know who's going to own it. Okay. And I don't know if they're going to love it. How do yeah. you feel about people buying your art? Well, of course I'm happy. Yeah. Because I have get extra money. I can yes. buy more paint and more yeah. canvas, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, people. I think they when they pay for that, they genuinely loving. Right. Right. It's. And actually, you, you got to deal with the best people in the world. Right. Because if people are not well to do, they mm -hmm. don't, no matter how they love your work, yes. they can't afford to pay for that. Right. right? Not all the people who have the means with willing to buy or right. original art. Yes. So then that narrow down certain yeah. sectors of population who can both afford to right. and enjoy. Yes. So that's, that's nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything you want to share with our listeners that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet? Well, um, well picking up a hobby, yes. that's very important. That's probably more important than the than a job in okay. a way. I mean, you do need something to sustain you, yes. right? I mean, especially now when I think of what happened in the past year during the lockdown, with, I'm, I'm fortunate I have a means to nourish my soul. Right. And if it's all the job or money-making I mean, you would be so depressed to right. see what's going on if you run a business or anything. You know, if that's your only means to make a living out of it, you would be so depressed because that uh, pandemic did create such a damage to everything, to your income, to your livelihood. Mm -hmm. I mean, now I have uh, this, you know, way to to afford to still enjoy myself. I, because I'm a painter, I don't need a, a huge social gathering. Right. I can, it's a, a painting is, a, is a, a kind of a, you know, way to get you enjoy your solitude. More enjoy so. your solitude. Yes, <laughs> because you don't need a person to right. stand there watching you because right. painting is, a, you know, if you're a musician, you somehow imply there should be an audience. It's natural, right? If you sing something, nobody hear you. You got kind of, oh, that's disappointing. Right. Right? But for, for myself, painting itself is a, is a, is a, is a go Like itself, the process yeah. is rewarding already. It doesn't matter whether it's sold, it's appreciated by somebody else. It doesn't matter. I don't need another person. Right. to help me to enhance on the process. Oh, it's, uh, wonderful. So, so painting is a, 
anything. Does your, yeah. does your work ever surprise you? Do you ever start in one direction and go, and at the end go, that is not what I started, or? Well, it does happen. Sometimes you thought it would go very well, but ended in disaster. Oh. Okay, it'd be both, it can be all starting out so well, but yeah. then just suddenly out of a blue, oh my goodness, that's very exciting, and it can be both. But now, because after 17 years almost painting every day, yes. I getting, it's more predictable. I know yes. it will be okay. So I don't have as much panic moment as it right. used to be. Right? And do you see yourself taking on a new hobby in the next part of your life? Or is painting is it for you? <laughs> painting is enough. Painting, I, that's it. I'm that's not that young anymore. I can tell you I'm 60 now. Yeah. So, oh, well, I think there's a, there's a little bit left <laughs> uh, there. I, I think painting is enough. Yeah. yeah. I just want to carry on. and. Do. Well, thank yeah. you very much for coming and talking to, <laughs> well, thank to you us today. Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity. I hope... Uh, you don't mind all the gibberish. <laughs> <laughs> I learned a lot about you and a little bit more about Brandon. So thank you okay. very much. Thanks. Thank you for letting me talk about my life. Oh, you are most painting. welcome. Yeah. Thanks. That concludes another episode of Brandonites. Thank you to our guest, Wei Ming Zhao and our interviewer, Robin Stewart. We will be posting episodes bi-weekly, so please subscribe to get notified about the next one. If you'd like to suggest a future guest for our podcast, send me an email at alex at wmrl.ca. Don't forget to visit us at one of our branches located in downtown Brandon at the Shoppers Mall or in Carberry, Glenborough, Hartney, and Denipois. Check out our collection of books or our e-resources at wmrl.ca and see what we have going on for programs. Until next time, take care.